0: your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with
1: Michael Stewart. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Michael, how are you, bud?
0: I'm doing great, Mark. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing uh, fantastic, actually. Are you are you all ready for Santa Claus?
0: I am. The kids are coming home from college soon, so yeah, I'm getting excited.
1: Very cool. Got all your shopping done because it's pretty close. Uh, we do. We're leaving for Mexico on Ooh. Christmas morning. So, yeah, all the shopping's already done. Wow. Mexico very cool. That's nice. So everybody going, taking the whole family? And- uh, yep, all five of us. So, oh, wow. we back on New Year's Eve. Because <laughs> you're leaving Christmas Day and we back on New Year's Eve. That's interesting. Yeah, this is true. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, this is going to be our last uh, podcast of the 2019 uh, year. And uh, the next time we, we get on here, it's going to be 2020. How weird is that? That is a whole
0: nother decade.
1: I know. I was thinking, you know, I keep thinking about a new year, but it hit me earlier today. I was like, man, that is a whole new decade. Um, And I don't know. It's just it sounds weird to say 2020. So, I don't know. I I think of the TV show more than I think of a year. (laughs) Yeah, true. But anyway, so we got some good stuff lined up for you folks. So as always, uh, make sure you subscribe to us at uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts or Google or Spotify. Uh, Just you can search Retirement Matters and you can find it that way. Or you could go to Mike's website, CrystalLakeTax.com. That's CrystalLakeTax.com. You can find it on there as well and give us a star, a little rating or something like that. We'd appreciate it. And hopefully share this with somebody in uh, yourself who may benefit from it. So let's get into a little bit here. Um, You know, obviously it gets chilly in the, you know, in the Illinois area when uh, during the wintertime. And so I know this is maybe like a month or so old, but, you know, the president announced he was going to make Florida his state of residence versus New York, uh, presumably for tax reasons. And I just was going to ask you, do you have some clients that do the snowbird thing that maybe think about retiring in a different area? uh, A for warmth and B for taxes?
0: Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Usually it starts with kind of going... On you know vacations, and then all of a sudden, maybe they'll pick up a condo or a townhome or a home somewhere. Mm-hmm. you know, Usually, either southeast or southwest. It would be at Florida, Arizona, California, Texas, something. And initially, it's just because you know just something to do and get away in the winters when it's twenty below here in Chicago. Right now, typically, it doesn't start out for tax reasons, but what happens is once they're snowbirds, spend about half the time there because to get residency, basically, you have to spend six months in a day somewhere. Then all of a sudden, we begin to have that tax conversation on. Does it actually make more sense for them to become residents of that other state, even if they're going to maintain a home up here in Illinois, and you know just basically run those numbers? And sometimes it's not quite as clear-cut. They're like, oh, Florida. Florida doesn't you know charge any state income tax. I'll say, well, Illinois doesn't either on retirement income, so what's the sources of your income? Hmm. Or, or they'll complain about Illinois property taxes, and Florida's cheaper. But then their property insurance and their homeowner's insurance, and their auto insurance is a lot more expensive in Florida just because a lot of weather-related things. Right. So you know, we'll spreadsheet that out for them and say, you know, what makes the most sense for you financially? And to be honest, it's rarely a financial conversation. It's, it's usually more of a where, where do they want to spend most of their time.
1: And well, that's kind of cool. It's neat that you break that down and, and think about some of the different things. You know, like like the property tax and then versus, you know, the insurance and things of that nature. So that's very cool that you guys take it that extra step further. And obviously, I know a lot of times a big factor is going to be, well, you know, where are the kids at? So, you know, are we going to stay in the Illinois area because the kids are here or whatever? So that factors into it as well. All right. Well, very cool. So I just wanted to kind of get your take on that and uh, and see what your, you know, how some of the things are going for your clients. So learn something very cool and new every day. All right. well, So with that, let's go ahead and transition to our main topic. And and that's actually kind of works well. It's excuses that we tend to make to ourselves as to well why we won't pull the trigger on retirement just yet. So I've got three or four of the of the biggies, if you will, and I want to get your take on some of these. And and a lot of times these might be legitimate. Uh, reasons. It's just, you know, sometimes we use them also as a defense mechanism in case we feel as though something's not quite right just yet. So we'll go through a few of these and we'll start with a nice popular one, which if this is you, this is great. It's a great problem to have to say, well, I really love my job. I love what I do. I just don't want to retire.
0: Yeah, I hear that a lot. You know, it, it's you know not everybody. Half to be, uh, I could say maybe third of the people say, you know, I'd retire yesterday if I could. Sure. And, right. other, and about the other two thirds, especially if there's you know decent income and they've done a good job of saving, they're so like, yeah, I could retire, but you know, do I really want to? I kind of enjoy what I'm doing. And the conversation, you know, coming on the financial planner side of it that it's not really always about money. You know, people like to make it about that, but part of it is, and I'll give you an example of a a couple I actually just met with today before our podcast here is, you know, one, the wife is 60, she's still working, the husband is 69, and he's been retired for a couple of years. And she said, you know what, I love my career. I wanna keep working. And, you know, our conversation went a slightly different path. And, you know, I I talked to individuals about, you know, three different phases of your retirement life. You got your go-go years, you know, and I got this from my mentor, Tom Hagna, you got your go-go years. That's when you're in your 60s your early 70s you got your energy your health and you're, you're a lot more active you're traveling you're doing things with the grandkids you know whatever is important to you and that's followed you know usually around mid 70s going into your early 80s your go slow years which means you're just not quite as active maybe some health care issues are starting to creep up so we try to build a practice and plans for individuals that can take advantage of those go go years so with a couple that i had mentioned with you know almost a 10-year age disparity between them We said, you know what, you may want to still continue to work and you can still do that full time or part time. But we want to kind of build in how while you both still have your health and why you both still are very active, that how you can take advantage of those go-go years. And it might actually make sense because they're financially capable to is it might make actually sense to retire or at least dial back part time a little bit just so that you can spend the next five or ten years together while you both still have have your health and there's a lot of things that you want to do you know so sometimes you know that trumps the the love of the career where maybe they don't have to completely stop working but they might want to dial it back down, especially if there's an age difference between you know them and their spouse.
1: Right, right. Uh, and sometimes that could transition to, I know this kind of maybe it for me, I think about this and I think, well, oh, maybe I might just be bored. You know, that's often another excuse we'll use to keep us from retiring is say, well, uh, well, you know, what am I going to do, sit on the front porch and just, you know, whittle? <laughs> but I think it's a, <laughs> it's a different kind of thing nowadays. I think it's an easy excuse to use, but the reality is, and you could speak to this obviously, is a lot of people get to retirement and they go, wow, I'm busier now than I was when I was working.
0: Yeah, initially, that's the case. And, you know, even when we build in a retirement income plan for individuals, you know, it starts out where especially that first six months, maybe even a year or so, they they are as busy, if not more busy. And part of it, we build in the retirement income plan, they actually, you know, they're going to have the same, if not even a little bit more money than when they were working, because they've got idle hands, they've got more time on their hands to do things around the house to, you know go shopping a little bit more, travel more, do things with the family and the grandkids or whomever it might wind up being. But basically they're they're more active because before they were kind of you know,, oh, I've got a nine to five, I've got to show up five days a week. My weekends are doing kind of the honey do list. So you never really have all that free time outside of some vacations. So now, all of a sudden, you go into retirement, you're like, every day is Saturday. So now, you know, you're a lot more active and you tend to spend a little bit more money. But on that point about, I'd be bored if I was retired, what happens after that six months or that year or so, once you've kind of taken care of all the low-hanging fruit of stuff that you wanted to do, now, all of a sudden, you look around and, you know, if it's you and your spouse retired, you're looking at each other and... That's what every day is, you know, every day going forward, other than any hobbies or activities that you have. And I'll give, I'll give you a personal example. My, uh, my wife and I have been married going on almost 25 years now. And my father-in-law retired at 59 and a half because that's when the government said he could touch his retirement money without penalty. So he couldn't wait to do it. And my mother-in-law had worked part-time at a local grocery store, you know, one of the big chains here in the Chicago market, uh, ever since my uh, wife had started elementary school. So she had been there. She just celebrated her 49th anniversary there. And the, the key thing about that was um, she still to this day in her late 70s continues to work part-time at that grocery store. And the reason why is because when my father-in-law retired, he retired to basically sit on the couch, kind of hang out. And that's what he wanted to do in retirement. And that was not her version of it. She would be bored. So her whole thing was, I'm going to keep working even well into my seventies, not because they need the money, they're financially secure, but she would just be bored if all she did was basically sit around the house and, you know, wait for Jeopardy to come on. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. That's. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. So, uh, yeah, so definitely one that you can, you know, find people making that excuse for. And so, and again, there's nothing wrong with having, you know, saying these, uh, this is kind of what's keeping me from retirement, but are you using it for a legitimate reason? Is it really there or is it more of a crutch? Because maybe you don't know if you can retire because you haven't really ran the numbers or because, you know, some things like that. So that's kind of the idea of the conversation we're having here with Mike uh, from Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. And if you've, you know, got some questions yourself and you're thinking, well, I'd like to know if I could retire retire. But, you know, that way it's a good problem to have to say, well, I'd be bored and I'm going to keep working because I want to. That's a good problem to have versus, you know, I'm going to be bored. I'm going to keep working because you're afraid to find out if you can retire. So give them a call at 815-526-3092 if you need to. 815-526-3092. So now let's switch to the two that kind of fall more into the financial actual money side, Mike, and that's uh, yeah, the most common one is, well, I just don't have enough money to retire. I just know I don't have enough type of thing.
0: Yeah, and I, I think people kind of have this and, you know, TV and Wall Street doesn't really do a good job of this on the commercials and that saying, you know, what's your number? Do you have a million dollars? Do you have two million dollars? And I think what people really need to get the mindset of is how much income do I need in retirement and is how I'm invested currently versus the whole universe of investment options available? You know, can I make this happen? unfortunately people think of it in a vacuum when they take social security how they manage their investments you know and then they're concerned markets up markets down am i going to be okay so what we do is we say okay what you really need is a retirement income plan and what that means is you know typically people have been savers their entire lives from their 20s 30s 40s 50s and now into their 60s as they're thinking about or approaching retirement all of a sudden you know they've been used to just head down throwing money in their 401k or retirement plans and essentially just, you know, accumulating assets, accumulating assets, being savers. And then now that they're approaching and thinking about retirement or even in retirement, now all of a sudden the paychecks are going to be gone. And then now they've got to be spenders instead of savers. And why that's critically important is that the same things that made you successful, accumulating assets, you know, just throwing it in the market, hoping it goes up over time because you don't need it for 20, 30 years, is not the same thing that's going to keep you successful when you're in the distribution years, which is actually retirement. That's when you need to protect your assets. You need to get a reasonable rate of return and have a rising income over time. So it's usually more of an allocation issue and a mindset of shifting people from being in the accumulation phase to the distribution phase to actually let them know that they're going to be okay and that they're in better shape than they realized when they first walked in the door.
1: Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I think sometimes also people kind of like right in line with that, Mike, Because people go, well, I just don't I don't think I don't think I'm confident. You know, maybe they do have a plan. Maybe they do have a portfolio or even an advisor. And there you, you kind of feel like this lack of confidence in something. I don't know what that may be. Maybe it's in the ability to spend uh, as the way you want to in retirement. Uh, I know that's a big transition piece is they're like, even if you have enough money saved, sometimes it's hard to get people to realize it's OK to spend some of this money you worked for. No, you're you're 100% correct on that because what winds up happening, and you know, we see it all the time,
0: and that's whether someone's been managing the money on their own or if they've been working with an advisor for 20 years, when they come in and see us, whether either as a referral or you know, off of one of our workshops, one of the things that we say is okay. What we focus on is the distribution phase of your life, so we don't have a lot of 20 and 30 and 40 year old clients floating around our practice because that's not where they are. They're still in the accumulation phase. So just like when we said, you know, do you have enough, and what you need to change, you know, to generate the income. Since we focus on the distribution phase, what we do is say, we want to give you confidence that you're going to have a safe and secure retirement going forward, because we're going to position the portfolio where it's only going to take the risk that you need to take, not any more, not any less, to achieve the goals that you're trying to, to get you the income that you're trying to, and that's about having an actual plan together. And that plan isn't just about the investments. Unfortunately, Wall Street and all the different firms do such a disservice to individual investors that, you know are coming to them for advice because all they do is want to talk about how they get paid which is basically by selling them different investment products what we talk to people about is yeah that's one-fifth that's maybe 20 percent of the overall plan what you really need to focus on is where is your retirement income plan where are you getting your retirement income sustainable predictable income you know how much risk are we taking yes some of those might be investment related questions but what about health care, long term care? What about the legacy you want to leave? You know, about what happens if you get sick? Uh, you know, do you have the right documents in place? And also, how do we minimize taxes? A lot of people think the biggest risk is in the market. You know, oh, what if the market crashes? And that's a real one if you're taking too much risk. But the one thing that everybody needs to understand is that Uncle Sam's taking 20, 25% every year, independent of what the market's doing. So you need to also have a tax plan that goes along with your retirement plan and your income plan and your risk plan. So you put all that together and now you actually have a plan. Unfortunately in the industry everybody just wants to talk investments, but your life's more complicated than that. And that's what can give you peace of mind is knowing that you've actually Touch each one of those pieces, and that's how you go forward with confidence.
1: Yeah, and I mean that, that's a lot of what you guys do as well, because you go through all these different pieces. You know, you've got the kind of that one-stop shop mentality where you've got all the different things that you can do at Crystal Lake with the CPA and the Rolled agents, the paralegals, and you know all those things. And that's why we call the show "Retirement Matters" because you can hit all those retirement pieces, not just uh, investments. To your point, so uh, very cool. Well, that's you know some just some basic things to think about here on why excuses or which excuses may be keeping you from pulling that retirement trigger. Uh, And again, some may be very legitimate. Some may be defense mechanisms. But make sure you're having that conversation with your advisor or have a conversation with Mike and his team at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial if you are unsure, if you're able to uh, hit the retirement train. As we wrap up the year uh, going into next year, a lot of folks are going to be hitting that age where they're available to hit retirement. And so it's the conversation definitely worth having. As always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast to listen to more shows, past episodes, new ones coming out. All that good stuff, you can find us at CrystalLakeTax.com. That's CrystalLakeTax.com. And you can also submit an email question if you'd like, and we have one for you. Uh, We have our final one of the year. It's from Jane, and she is in uh, Elk Grove Village, and she says, Merry Christmas. And I also want to let you know, Michael, I'll be retiring in exactly one year. Can you give me a list of things I should be checking off before I officially walk away? all right so i get to be santa in this one I get to exactly give a gift.
0: yeah so first uh, jane congratulations on it i assume you worked hard saved well and you know you're going to be rewarded for it going forward uh, i guess the gift or the information that i can do about what you need to do is really just have a written financial plan so not just here here's how i think things are going to work out but a written financial plan and we talked about that in the last segment about excuses keeping people from retirement and you know about moving forward with confidence, that plan needs to cover five areas. So Jane, if you're listening, get your pen and paper handy. The first one is you need a retirement income plan. Where's your money coming from? Social security, pensions, your investments. And is it coming from interest and dividends, not peeling off and hoping that the, the markets go up? You also need to provide in that income plan that you're going to have rising income to keep up with inflation. So the first part of that financial written plan is a retirement income plan. The second part is about your risk. Make sure you're not taking too much or too little. You know, So you don't wanna put it in a coffee can in the backyard. You gotta make sure you get a reasonable rate of return. But at the same time, if you don't need to take that much risk, then don't take that much risk. And this is, this is you know, when we tell clients all the time, this is the largest amount of wealth as you're approaching or in retirement that you're likely gonna have for the rest of your life and it has to last through the next 30 years. So how do we position it with the least amount of risk to earn a reasonable rate of return, but not risk losing it or having some big event without a, without our control uh, kind of derail your efforts. Because once again, you know we are not going back to work. Third part of that plan is gotta have a healthcare, long-term care contingent to it. The reason is, you know, two areas. One, if you're under 65, how are we bridging healthcare to you qualify for Medicare? If you're over 65 or 65, then let's review the Medicare choices that you have. We also wanna consider long-term care. There's about an 80% chance most of the studies show that that if you're married in 65, that one of you is gonna need some sort of home health care or assisted living care. So how would we pay for it if something were to happen? Fourth part of the plan, taxes. How do you minimize the taxes that you not only pay today, but over the next 20 or 30 years? And this is the biggest part where we've seen people save tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars just by being more tax efficient. And then the last part is just legacy. Is it important to you? How much do you want to leave? It's not just about the documents. It's make sure that you're protecting the assets that you have while you live so you can use them, whether you need them for income or health care. And then they're also going to go in a timely, efficient, and you know, without a lot of court involvement to the beneficiaries that you care about. So those are the five main aspects, Jane. So a written financial plan, a true financial plan is going to cover all five of these for you.
1: Well there you go. Great question. And again, yeah, kudos on the uh, retirement coming up in exactly a year. I'm not exactly sure when that is from the day we're asking this, but either way, it sounds like it's going to be about a year from now, so congratulations on that. And hopefully that list of five things from Michael will help you out. Give him a call as well at 815-526-3092 to talk more specifically. 815-526-3092. And that's going to do it for this edition of Retirement Matters and our 2019 edition of our podcast. And so we thank our listeners that we've had throughout this uh this year year. We appreciate it. We look to uh, help you with some more things to think about going into 2020 and and gain some new listeners as well. So definitely share the word. We would certainly appreciate it. And Michael, my friend, have yourself a fantastic time on on your uh, trip for the holidays. And you guys have a great uh, Christmas and New Year. Enjoy the holidays and I'll talk to you next year. That's what we'll do it right here on Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Find him online at crystallaketax.com. We'll see you next year.
2: situation and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies LLC are not associated entities.